evening and welcome to another amazing episode of From the Couch Sports. I am Eric and tonight, as always, I have with me the once again undefeated, the unstoppable, a Mr. Karen Stack. How's it going, boys? Wasn't an easy ride and it wasn't a pretty ride, but 2-0 is 2-0. Better than the ride I'm riding. <laughs> also with us tonight, I'm just saying you have never seen him and Batman in the same room, a Mr. Jerome Peterson. It's true. It's true. If I only had the money. <laughs> and uh, with us as a special guest again is our good friend, James Conley. James, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm awesome, man. Listen, if you like what you hear, give us a follow on TikTok, where we have daily videos coming out, keeping you informed and up to date on the best sport with an oblong ball. Welcome to the New World Order. Aretha Franklin's Respect was just voted number one song of all time by Rolling Stone. The Carolina Panthers are 2-0 after slapping around the Saints. And Tyrod Taylor is out after two weeks. Well, unfortunately for Tyrod, nothing has changed there. All right, guys, let's get into it. How was your week? Kieran? Um, I actually had a pretty good week, all things considered. A couple of management hiccups uh in the league of record there a couple of my bench players um decided to have a day after putting up collectively like two points last week so they told me to suck on that one right there um but nevertheless one in the league of record uh absolutely demolished in the espn league not much you know different than last year the nfl league is kind of kicking me in the sprouts pretty bad this year so far but you know you can't you can't get better if you don't suck the sprouts, he says. It's a weirdly disturbing way of putting it, man. Yeah, well, oh. <laughs> I'm a weirdly disturbing guy. <laughs> so keeping up with the weirdly disturbed, my season is getting close to teetering over the edge here in week two for a couple leagues. I went one and two. I just, we're going to get into it a little bit later, but Monday night football, I'm up in the league of record by 40 points. 40 points, and I'm I'm only facing Aaron fucking Jones. I just – to say that I was decimated last night after that loss is not giving it enough credit. I'm surprised you're sitting still. <laughs> is there a donut on that chair? At least an ice pack. It, it doesn't help that the dude I was playing had a guy out on injured reserve starting. It, oh, that is – that is just delicious. Oh, he had I'm, non I'm worried, sensual I'm worried sex for my cholesterol with your mouth and butt. I feel used, abused, and rude and tattooed. I don't know. All right, James, how was your week? <laughs> it wasn't bad. I went two and one, kind of all over the place in my leagues. I have one that's I'm 0 and 2, one I'm 1 and 1, and one I'm 2 and 0. So <laughs> basically, every single possibility. Yeah. <laughs> Jerome. So I went two and two again in my NFL league. I am in second place, two and oh from the couch league. I am one and one. Unfortunately, I lost by two measly fucking points. Uh, and uh, in the LSD league, I am one and one. And in the work league on ESPN, I am one and one bounce back after a a really shitty first week with a win. So it's not bad. You know, it's, uh, you know, the small things here and there. I haven't been blown out yet. So that's the nice thing. Must be nice. 
<laughs> yeah, seriously. But all right, let's move on into the, our player of the week. The fans chanting that he is a golden god. It's, it's a little bit awkward, but still, he is a god. And I'm going to start us off this week. My player of the week is a my guy, Mr. Austin Eckler. Now that is more like it. Eckler came into the week healthy after having limited snaps last week and showed exactly why he was a my guy going into the season. He averaged six yards per carry and caught all nine targets he was given. But what I take away most from this was that in a neutral game script, Eckler had a 22% target share, and last week he had a goal line carry. So if Herbert can stop turning the ball over, which is a little bit unexpected in the first two weeks, I think Eckler's poised for a huge year. Huge. All right. We'll go to the next person here. James, tell us about it. So my player of the week is the one who destroyed Eric single-handedly, Aaron Jones. Honestly, wasn't that impressive on the ground. He had 3.8 yards per carry, which not that impressive, but still got a tutty. He had a nice jet sweep. That was a little shovel pass there, and he took that in. That was brutal. Loved it with Aaron Rodgers. 115 yards and four touchdowns is just ridiculous, especially when you take him out right when he beats Eric, put in AJ Dillon. They did. And at that moment, Yahoo's like, yeah, you you still have a 28% chance of victory. And then they fucking take him out. All I needed was a fumble, which is a stretch in and of itself. But yeah, you call it a jet sweep. It was a shovel pass. If it was a jet sweep, I would have been fine. The one point from the reception is actually what sunk me. Unfucking believable. Unbelievable. I'm not upset. You're upset. Jerome, give us your player of the week. Before I commit no, I, suicide. I, 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 honestly, I kind of want to hear a little bit more about how upset you are. No, uh, it's it's really it, there's no there's no question about it. Tom Brady, I mean, what else needs to be said? He was 24 for 36, 276 yards and five touchdowns. He's the goddamn man. And I feel like it's just going to continue on at this pace. What will happen this week against the Rams? I don't know. They, they might they might find a way. But <laughs> James holding up his Brady jersey. Oh, God, you fanboy. Really is chanting. He's a golden god. Great color uh, scheme. It's gross. All right, Stack. Really go ahead. Down. So, yeah, talked about this guy a little bit before. 35 rushing attempts, 182 yards three touchdowns, six targets for six receptions, and 55 receiving yards on top of that. Didn't need it, but, hey, I'll take the icing on the cake, bud. It's King Henry. Oh, my God, did this guy ball out. I think before their game against Seattle, I had like a 30% chance of winning. And then, man, did King Henry really save my ass this week. 47.7 points. Um, Compare that to last week where, you know, he got a measly 10 points, 17 attempts, 58 yards, four targets for three receptions and 19 receiving yards. Yawn. Um, Yeah, the kid came, (laughs) the kid balled out, and my God, I love this man. It, You know, too few people, I think, are really remarking on the fact that Henry's being used in a completely different fashion this year. Like, don't yawn over the fact that the man had six receptions last in week two because last year he had 19 catches for the entire year. This year he's got nine through two weeks. If Derrick Henry is being used in the passing game, 
He is going to absolutely destroy everyone. Total league winner. For for big yards, too. Six receptions for 55 yards. It's a lot for a running yeah. back. Fantastic. Yeah, that, that is no joke. Very scary. All right. Let's go into our next topic. As I've said in weeks previous, this is my favorite topic. This is the super soft player of the week. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. So let's go ahead and talk about the other guy, shall we? Um, James, lead us off. So my super soft player, I was really high on him, and I am starting to struggle with it, and it's Dak Prescott. I mean, overall, completion-wise, he did fabulous. He was 23 of 27, which that's pretty ridiculous. But no touchdowns is very concerning. They ran the ball. 31 times why are you paying your quarterback 40 million a year to hand the ball off anyone can do that literally anyone because like, he broke his ankle dude and he was really sad yeah apparently i mean they they won the game like good for them but literally anyone can fucking hand a ball off 31 times i love the difference between fantasy managers and nfl like real teams like that was a winning strategy but <laughs> you're over here like why are you paying if you're not going to have him throw the ball left, right, and center? Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. And the big W. Yeah, Dak Prescott, he is 10 fly. 7.32. Fuck me. Yeah, that's Matt Ryan bad. All right, Jerome, go ahead with your super soft player of the week. DJ Chark. Now, here's a guy Ugh. that had a great week one. And I... I purposely took out DJ Moore and put Chark in foolishly, foolishly. I can't, I can't stress how enough, how foolish that was because Moore went off. I just, man, one reception for 19 yards in the whole game. I mean, I know the Denver secondary is scary, but T law, man, can you, can you just give a little bit more? I don't know. Fucking something. That was fucking 10 ply. Dude needs to give his balls a tug. How long before he spirals, do you think? Because I think it's coming. Oh, it started. T-Law? He's 0-2 for the first time since, like, Pee Wee, probably. Oh, I don't – He's leading the I've, NFL I'm, in picks. I'm worried. I'm worried for this kid's mental health. I, You know, when you're literally a winner your entire life and then you're not, like – And you live in you live in mainland Florida? Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and I mean, not even good Florida mainland. <laughs> you live in northeastern Florida. <laughs> hey, j- quick, Kieran, we will get to your super soft player, but just as a quick temperature check on picks one and two in this year's draft, who do you guys think ends up with the better rookie year, Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence? Kieran, since we're interrupting your time, I'll let you go first. I mean, like before last week, I probably would have said Zach Wilson because I think he has a better system around him. But I mean, he's my super soft player of the week, and I'll, I'll flush that out in a little bit. But I think it's going to be T Law. I think he's the he's the one that's a proven winner, and I think no matter what, that's going to end up showing at some point. Um, I think he needs to kind of just you know nut up and decide you know or figure out that he's a leader on this team and he's got to start leading. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence as well. It's, it's really just about the Jets being so terrible. 
I mean, really, really bad everywhere. I even even with last week's game, I still think Zach Wilson is far and away their best offensive player. I don't I don't think it's close, James. I'm gonna have to go with T Law just because of how the voting goes for that. I mean, I think he's gonna throw an absolute fuck ton of interceptions along the way. He's leading the NFL in interceptions. I'm pretty sure, if not tied with Zach Wilson, so yeah. both playing fucking awful. But I got to go with T Law. I'm gonna be the contrarian. Ooh, uh, looking at looking at the two quarterbacks, does does T Law have a better pedigree? Yes. Who has the better coach? I think Robert Sala is the better coach. And say whatever you want. I, I feel like I, I you got to take the better coach every time. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely have more faith that Robert Sala figures it out before Urban fucking Meyer. I, the way it's going right now, it's like, is he going to last the entire year? I know it's Jacksonville. I know the expectations were low, but fuck. Very like, low. Yeah. Low, low. All right. So, Kieran, I didn't mean to steal your spotlight. I forgot that Zach Wilson was your guy. Was there anything else you wanted to expand upon for him being your uh, ball sucker of the week? No, I mean, like, I was just like, you know, I was looking at my teams for a super soft player of the week, and I saw Corey Davis, who just grossly underperformed. I think he had two catches and five targets for nine yards or something ridiculous. But I mean, like, can't blame him when Zach Wilson threw four interceptions, 19 of 33, no touchdowns, and he had a QBR of eight. So, I mean, you can't fault the wide receiver if the, the guy throwing the ball throws it to the other team four times. He had a QBR of eight? Sorry, That's 8. almost 8. comically bad. 8.8. <laughs> Sorry, so almost nine. God. No, we're rounding down for that. <laughs> he the doesn't – the worst part about that is if you throw the ball into the ground on every play and not complete a pass, you still end up with a 35 point something. Yeah, that's that's shameful. All right. I'm going to go into my super soft player of the week. It is the people's bum. A Mr. George Kibble and bits, sir. For the second week in a row, you have sucked cock. And I am seriously considering trading you like I did not take a tight end in two leagues to get <laughs> the number 12 tight end value and the way my season's going, like I honestly, I don't know how much longer I can wait. Like, I don't know if it's going to have to be a Trey Lance uh, like a quarterback switch where Trey Lance starts to favor him. I, that could be a while. It's just, man, it's fucked. And, you know, I remember saying this to you, Jerome, like two years ago, I think, you know, because I think you had drafted George Kittle and he had a slow start. And I was like, I think maybe you should trade him. Well, bud, I'm in the same I'm in the same boat as you. I have him in my uh, LSD league, and it's a great yeah. name for a league. It's just yeah. a great name. I know, I know. I asked Aaron. I asked Aaron what what LE, LSD fantasy football league stands for, and he's like, honestly, I don't remember. And I was like, well, that's it's probably because you're on LSD. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the name of the league. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 league and the league of record are both in Yahoo, so I can't just say my Yahoo league because I have two of them. But yeah, no, I'm in the same I'm in the same boat as you. I have I have Kittle, and I, the funny thing is I have I have Tyler Higby, and I because I accidentally drafted him. Uh, but you know, it looks like <laughs> it looks like this that that might actually work out for me 
in the long run because if Kittle keeps just like but disappointing me, yeah, I'm gonna run with Higby at tight end and put somebody else at flex. Yeah, and dude, it sucks because it's like you draft George Kittle and you're like, great. Like, not only did I draft a great player, but I drafted a player that I enjoy rooting for, like a player that I love to watch, and he sucks. All right, let's just move on. I'm starting to get depressed again. All right, let's go to everyone's player to watch. Paris Bueller, you're my hero. All right, Jerome, lead us off. Here we go. What top five running back in the league right now in most fantasy leagues is up against the worst defense for fantasy uh, for fantasy defense for running backs. Mr. Dalvin cook is going up against the Seattle Seahawks this week. And I am expecting lots of points, a delicious amount of points. I can't fucking wait. Are you concerned at all about the fact that he left the game twice last week? Have you never had Dalvin cook in your, in a league before? No, I haven't actually. I haven't had the, the glory. It happens like it happens like once a game. <laughs> like he limps off the field. Like I, I can't watch. I can't watch Minnesota play as a as a Dalvin Cook owner because if I watch the game, I have a conniption because I see him limping off the field. I'm like, oh god, this is it. Fuck, there goes my fantasy week. And then, age, like, that's just no good. And then five, like a, a series later, he's back in, and I'm like, oh okay, and he still pulls off sixteen point eight points. So, you know, I'm not I'm not worried about it. You know, he, he's not even he's not even listed as questionable fucking. So and, and some of these other teams, somebody sneezes the wrong way and they're like, oh, let's list him as questionable until Wednesday. <laughs> it's true. Um, Karen, go ahead with my favorite player to watch. Yeah, so my player to watch is the guy that Eric tried to finagle away from me. And my reasoning for not trading was like, ah, I don't know, man. And this is before week one, mind you. I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to see who does with Matt Stafford. And he goes, ah, shit, so did I. And I'm like, yeah, not happening, buddy. Why Why would you make a deal with the devil? Didn't you Didn't you listen to the song, Devil Went Down to Georgia? Yeah, that's don't, why. Don't, I, don't ever. That's why I'll never do it. <laughs> of course, you, your brother did, but, you know. Yeah, I know. He, he told me about that, and I was just like, ah, dude. I saw it, it come up, and I was like. Trade. It was such it a was. small trade. It was, but I saw it, and I was just like, Connor, it's not, No. Just don't. So that's how he lulls you into a false sense of security. Like, oh, you see that trade was good. And then he starts offering more, more, in, you know, escalating levels of fucked upness. Trade. I absolutely love that. I have this reputation. Kieran, please tell us about Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup these two weeks has been awesome, man. I mean, like who'd have thought you give the guy a new knee and a new quarterback and the sparks fly. And I'm not talking about the screws in his knees, but <laughs> holy crap, man. This guy is absolutely balling out this year so far new quarterback you know what looks like to be a new system um just because they seem to not be running the ball nearly as much as they used to try and depend on it um i think mcveigh's got the playbook down and i know it's this is going to be the first real test for him going up against the tough tampa d but uh, i mean if you know james's super soft player of the week can make him look a little foolish who's to say what matt stafford can do yeah, you know I love that choice. And he has been passing the eye test with flying colors, too. I mean, sure. Cooper Cup of Coffee has just been <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Um, so, all right, I'm going to go to my player to watch. It's a little chalky, but hear me out here, boys. Christian McCaffrey is the guy that I want to watch this week and every week. But this week specifically, it may seem like an underwhelming choice, but 
while he has been excellent, I'm still waiting for a true game-breaking performance. So this week's matchup with the Texans on Thursday night football, I mean, they still got to be tired after getting gashed by Cleveland all day on Sunday. I am thinking that Christian McCaffrey is going to break through with an absolute monster of a game. So looking forward to it from CMC. James, you want to finish this off, bud? So my player to watch is a guy that I've been hot on for quite some time. I drafted him in all three of my leagues and it's Cortland Sutton. So his pre-injury season was huge. His season in 2019, he had 1100 yards, six touchdowns, 72 receptions. He came out week one on a limited snap count. We all thought that he was questionable to say the least. And he didn't do much. He had one reception for 14 yards on, I want to say five targets, which is God Very disappointing. Yeah. But Jerry Judy goes down. Who do you have to go to? You have to go to Cortland Sutton because KJ Hamler cannot carry that much of the load. Uh, humongous week two, nine receptions, 159 yards. Like he had some big plays too. He had a 55 yard, he had a 33 yarder. Uh, and the interesting thing with him is he's still on a limited snap count. So he played 53 snaps in both games and he showed the fuck out. I think he's going to be healthy this week. I think he's very close to playing every down. He's almost there. Yeah. And it's another favorable matchup too, right? I think it's, it's against the Jets. The Jets. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're secondary in the NFL. There's a lot to that too. The Cortland Sutton thing. It's like, because what's the other receivers they have there? KJ Hamler. And who's the other guy? Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. And yeah. that was actually something I was going to mention. So I had Jerry Judy in a lot of my leagues and I pivoted, picked up Tim Patrick because nobody else was looking for him, thinking that, you know, because he, he did get a lot of targets in week one. And I thought they were going to pivot to Tim Patrick a lot. And now that Cortland Sutton's getting a good amount of uh, receptions and shit, I'm like, fuck, I hope his knee doesn't hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Who said Teddy B is washed? I said he was boring, and I hold to that, but he, he's definitely not washed. He looks boring phenomenal. Works, dude. Look at Ryan Tannehill. Boring. Listen, that was, James, just for, you know, just for your information, like, that was Jerome's and my both, like, bold prediction was that the Denver Broncos were going to get the wild card, and they look fucking good, man. That defense fucks. Yeah, it does. It fucks hard. All right, we're going to go to my second favorite category, topic, if you will, and that is the game of the week. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. Yeah, I'm back to mouthing every word. I fucking love that soundbite. Yeah, that soundbite has no business being that long, but I love every second of it. I, it's only it's that long because I can't clip it. It's just so good. <laughs> All right. Speaking of so good, my game of the week is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Los Angeles Rams. So with all due respect to the Bears and the Colts, this is the Rams' first real test, and it could not be a bigger test. What I think this game comes down to is whether the Rams can take strong enough advantage of the Buccaneers' biggest weaknesses, which is their offensive line and their secondary. Luckily for L.A., getting pressure with the front four and 
medium to deep passes are what they do best this year. So I think they have a little bit of an edge last year when they, well, something that people aren't talking about too much is that ever since the Rams played the bucks, the Buccaneers are 10 and one with a super bowl win, but the game that came directly after them was the Kansas city chiefs victory, where I think Tyree kill had like 200 yards receiving in the first half or some shit. That is the game script for the Rams. That is, that is what they need to do. Deep bombs and just get in Tom Brady's face. The Chiefs hit him five times in that game. And if there's one thing that's never changed in 21 years of playing against Tom Brady, if you hit him, you get in his head and he gets pissed. He starts making mistakes. So I will be taking the Rams. And uh, just as a side note, sorry, I forgot to mention last week, Kieran and I went two and one. Again, unfortunately for Jerome, went one and two. Kieran and I are leading on the season at four and two. Jerome with two and four. Honestly, when I saw the line on that, I was a little bit shocked. I really didn't think that Vegas was going to be giving the Rams the edge here. But albeit a small edge, it is an edge. Um, and I'm going to have to disagree, man. When it's down to the marrow and it's a close game, and if there's one person on this planet, past, present, future, I want holding the ball, it's Tom Brady. Um, we saw, you know, I get it. It was the Cowboys. They're kind of a joke when it comes to defense. And he marched down the field with two minutes left and won the game. But he's been doing that for 22 years. He's going to keep doing it for God knows how long in this league. Um, I just – I can never find it in my heart to bet against Tom Brady. Uh, just as a side note, uh, Garen brings up a good point. When I wrote down my notes, the Rams were favored by one. Now Tampa Bay is favored by one. So right, Well, there you go. There you go. Damn it. <laughs> Jerome, you want to go next? I'm taking the Rams. Uh, my reasoning for that is the secondary. The uh, Tampa Bay secondary is hurt. I mean, there it is. You know, uh, Rams secondary has a really good has a really good corner. That's not to say they can throw away from them all the time, but they can. Um, but still, uh, I think the, you know, both have high powered throwing offenses Who's got the better? Who's got the better edge? It's in the secondary. So, taking the rims. James, I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going against you guys. I, I, you cannot compete with that offense. You just can't. The Brady's thrown nine touchdowns. He looks like he's 24. Gronk looks incredible. Antonio Brown looks incredible. And then you still have to worry about Evans and Godwin. And if the running game comes alive, you have to worry about that too. They have a huge committee back there. The I wanted defense... to actually... oh, sorry, go ahead. Go for it. So I actually, there was a kind of like a bonus stat I wanted to throw out there. Last week, they won 48, I think, to 24 against the Falcons. It was never in question. They were always in the lead. They ran the ball a total of 17 times for 79 yards. So I think that's also another thing for their, I think the Rams are going to be begging them to run the ball. But James, go ahead. Uh, with the secondary, yeah, like SMB snapped his arm in half. That's pretty bad. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. It's but, what you want him to do. But Mike Edwards comes out of left field with fucking two. He scored two fucking defensive touchdowns. Like, if you turn the ball over, you're fucked. It's just going to be what can Matt Stafford do? Can he outduel Tom Brady? I don't know. It's a tough task. I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know if he can, but I know that he's itching at the, at the chance to. Okay, James, 
go into your game of the week for us. All right. I wanted to go a little offbeat here and I wanted to go with the chargers and the chiefs just for the reason of Justin Herbert. Every time that he's played the chiefs, which has only been twice has played well over his head. His career average QB rating for last season was so basically his entire career was about an 86. When he played the Chiefs, he played at a 113 both times. He was four touchdowns, one interception. He always plays up, and Mahomes plays down. The one game that they played, Mahomes played underneath his QB rating. I think the interesting thing here is the both one and one. It's definitely going to be an offensive battle. This, If Herbert puts his head on, this could be the highest scoring game of the week. And then an interesting thing here is where's Derwin going to go? Is he going to go with Travis Kelsey? Could he shut him down? Is he going to float with Tyreek? There's so many options for that defense to be able to lock them down. And you have the best color commentator going on this one. It's got to be Romo. Oh, definitely. So uh, for this... I mean, you got to take, you can't, can't bet against Mahomes. Uh, I'm going with Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Love Justin Herbert, love their offense. And I mean, fuck, their defense is really good too this year. But like Jerome said, it's, it's the time he's, you know, he's getting the Tom Brady treatment now early in his career. It's, you don't bet against Pat Mahomes. Six and a half, maybe the Chargers can cover it, but I, I don't give them too much of a chance winning this game. I mean, also, I mean, this is going to be kind of a revenge game for them because they they just lost in spectacular fashion. True. Oof. In front of in front of all of America, so they they're going to want to point prove the point and really just crush the Chargers. Will they Will they be able to? I don't know, but I, I know they're going to want to charge out of the gate and just try and make a statement that, that they're still very much in charge, especially a divisional matchup at home. Fact. I'm going to take the Chargers. I I don't know. I just I get a feeling. I think that Derwin James is playing absolutely out of his mind right now. That defense, uh, Bosa, unstoppable, unstoppable force. And I don't trust the Chiefs' offensive line. I think. Look, if you are in the Kansas City front office or coaching staff. If you don't have serious doubts after what happened last week, because, yeah, there were a lot of spectacular plays. Mahomes did what Mahomes does. And Travis Kelsey was awesome. You know, the Honey Badger was out there making plays. But the way that they lost, they couldn't stop a nosebleed. The Ravens were running the ball left, right, and center. And I think it should have them shook. I also think that the coaching in L.A. is very good right now. And yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, quick side note. I, I mean, was looking by, by virtue of what you're saying though, the chargers just lost to the fucking Cowboys. And Joey Bosa had three tackles. Yeah. One of them was assisted. Uh, that's okay. Tackles. Like, like, like what, is, what is this defense that you're saying is playing out of their mind? They, the, the Cowboys had the best rushing day they've had. In years, probably in a, in a long Zeke's time. Rookie year. Zeke, yeah. Zeke had his best rushing day in like like in the last like six regular season games. Okay, for, and Tony for comparison, said, sit down, kid. Let me show you something. For for comparison, the Chargers have allowed through two weeks the same amount of points that Kansas City just allowed last week. So they only allowed to for that high powered offense. Dallas scored all of twenty points. 
We've already discussed that Dak Prescott was very disappointing, like not prolific at all. They didn't even try to pass the ball a ton on them. So, and his I, chunk play came from CD Lamb at the end of the half. Absolutely. Yeah. The Chargers were all over Amari Cooper. No, I know. Head. I saw the stat line for Amari Cooper. I'm just saying they it wasn't just that they, though, they though. lost the and they allowed they allowed the Cowboys to have their best rushing day in like two seasons. Do you know what the Chiefs don't do? They don't run the ball. Well, I know that. I know and that. When they and when they do, they fumble in important situations. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Look, that's your that's your boy, Eric. That's your boy. I know. He is a disappointment. Clyde Edwards Alaire. I have sold every stock and lost money on it. Um we know. We know. <laughs> We know uh, a fun stat for that one. Just as a side note, I checked it out while James was going over his points. Pat Mahomes has lost two games in a row, only twice in his career. That's just an interesting little side note. Jerome, go ahead with your game of the week. All right. My game of the week. The Dolphins are going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. I only picked this not because it's going to be a terribly fantastic game, but I picked it because the Raiders are about to be 3-0. and I really don't see any other way around it. The Finns lost 35-0, to lost their starting quarterback. Does anybody know who's starting for the Dolphins this week? Jacoby Brissett. Oh, Jacoby. Oh, I forgot that he went down there. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, no, they're going to lose. Went to Miami after freeing the Jews from Egypt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With that name. And he looks like shit. No, it's it's pretty. It's their their run game, their the the pass attack that the Raiders have. Their defense is playing lights out. It's you know I the, the line is is three and a half Raiders. I I, I think it's going to be more than that. I would take the over on the Raiders, no fucking doubt. No, I'm I'm 100 with you, buddy. Um, I even like them with the spread, man. I think that spread could be higher. That's the very generous one at three and a half points. Like you said, the Finns just got. Ousted by, by the Buffalo Bills. Granted, it's the Bills. It's Josh Allen. It's they finally played to what everyone expected them to play. But, geez, man, for all the hype that was coming around this team coming into this season, um, a lot of people thought you know the AFC East was going to be a much tougher division this year um, with all four you know for all four teams. Um, and the Jets and the Finns have very much disproven that. Um, so yeah, I love the Raiders and I love them to cover. Love it as well. Doesn't even matter if Derek Carr starts. You still got Marcus Mariota there. And when he came in last year, he just threw bombs to fucking Waller. And in that game, that's what it's going to be. Like you have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. They're going to be over Rugs and Edwards. Renfro is going to be free, and so is in Waller. It's going to be a shit show. Yeah, I'm going with the Raiders as well. First of all, everyone here knows that I'm a huge Derek Carr fan. Can't get enough of him. Send in the car. Send in the car. Send in the car. But beyond that, Miami lacks any punch on offense. They really do. There's so far, there is nothing. And maybe that's because Will Fuller hasn't been there. Maybe he makes a difference. I don't know. But I, I just I haven't seen anything from Miami's offense that makes me pause for concern. And on the other side, everything about the Raiders right now is punch. Everything about them is dangerous, big plays. Henry Ruggs showing up is a scary thing for anyone about to play them because if that dude catches fire, he is dangerous. He is Tyreek Hill dangerous. And Derek Carr is more than happy to bomb the ball. So, yeah, 
we're we're a clean sweep on that one. Uh, definitely, definitely Raiders for me. All right, Kieran. Can we, can we sit from Toy Story every day of the week and twice on Sunday? Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, Stack. So, I went with the homer pick here. Um, I tried to jump on it before Jerome did. Jerome, were you going to pick this one? I was thinking about it. Well, there I'm we glad go. one of us did it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you can say what you want about these two teams respectively, but at the end of the day, it's Monday night. It's prime time. It's Cowboys-Eagles. I don't really know if there's more you can ask for in a game. Um, yeah, two good teams, please. It's, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> go ahead. But no, I mean, I feel like, you know, whenever it's whenever it's Cowboys Eagles, no matter when it is, you know, it could be a, the out of market game at one o'clock. Like it's, it's usually the most exciting game to watch. It's no secret. These two teams absolutely hate each other. And the fans hate, hate each other, too. Fans hate each other. Don't choke on that beer you're drinking out of a hoof there, bud. Um, <laughs> yeah, this coming from the guy that chugs dicks as a profession. Go fuck yourself. Oh, it's Eagles Cowboys week. I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> Cowboys are favored by four. Shit, I like it. Um, both teams are coming off of, you know, really, really big wins. Eagles came off in week one. Cowboys came off on week two. I think the both secondaries aren't where either of us want them to be, truthfully. Um, I don't, I don't, come- I don't know. I don't think that's accurate at all. The Eagles have had allowed less than half the points of everyone else in the division and almost in, in the conference. Their, their secondary has actually played really, really well. It has. The gravity of the situation, I mean, and this is 100% just the homer in me. I mean, I'm obviously, I'm, I think Dallas is going to take it. I'd be fooling myself if I, you know, said, you know, I, didn't, I don't believe it with my whole heart in there, but I think it might be a closer game than four points, but who knows? Jerome? Oh, you're waiting waiting till last to, to throw in who you're going to take? Obviously, I'm taking the Eagles. Our offense and defense have played much better than anybody has given us credit for at this point in the season, Okay, but also better than anybody thought we would. I'm hoping that Nick Sirianni pulls his head out of his ass as far as play calling in the red zone, and we fix that, and we're dangerous. Very very dangerous. I mean, man, it's looking like it's going to be an 18-week colonoscopy in his case, but I wouldn't get your hopes up. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I'll give it was you that. well done. <laughs> James? I like the Eagles in this one just because the Cowboys have no idea who the fuck they are. They come out one week, start throwing bombs. They come out the next week and run the ball. And Tony Pollard has outperformed Zeke fucking twice. What the fuck? Sounds like, to me like a dynamic offense that finally has an RB1. That's what no, it's to me. That, that sounds fucking terrible. You just wasted so much fucking money. Oh, no, I, I, I'm so with you retarded. on that. <laughs> they, they're so concerning. Like, they they literally are like fucking like a teenage white girl is trying to decide between fucking Starbucks or Dunks. Like, they're lost. I mean, that's not fair. It depends on where that white girl's from. Is she from Worcester? Because then it's dunks all day. She's from like a borderline <laughs> state. <laughs> um, did you have anything more on the game, James? No, Eagles take it. Not, not rocking with the Cowboys. I appreciate that about you, James. 
Is You're it? not going to appreciate I'll, this. I'll, I'm going to be I'm going to be taking the Cowboys all day. I am probably the most confident out of the four of us in them. Stack normally carries a ton of anxiety <laughs> with his with his fanhood. Um, really, what gave that away? Yeah, <laughs> the, the slight <laughs> quiver in your voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, listen. I know that James just said they don't know who they are. I think again. I think one of the more dangerous things for NFL teams about to face the Cowboys is a version of Mike McCarthy where he runs the ball and he commits to running the ball because that is something that he hasn't done since 2008. A lot I of hope, teams. I hope they committed to running the ball. Jerome, please. I, I am, I'm out here to say that I don't think the Eagles have the personnel to deal with all of the offensive weapons. And I am also close close to absolutely throwing out the game film on week one for the Eagles, because after watching two weeks of the Falcons, wait, I think Alabama and Clemson could probably run a train on them. So uh, don't start that now. Come no, on. no, no I, I don't actually mean it. But what I'm saying is it's just, it's just a hyperbole. What I mean is I think what we saw from week two of the Eagles is far more like what we're going to see going forward. I do. I think it's system-based, and if the system doesn't work, I don't see it. I got the Cowboys in this one at home, Monday Night Football. I hope I hope they commit Philly. to running the ball. That's that's where our strength is on the D-line and the linebacker core. By all means, spend all day trying to run the ball. You'll get tired very quickly. Well, Brandon Graham is no longer playing. He's so, done for the year. One guy but, a whole defense does not make. One-fourth of the defensive line. That line's still terrifying without him. All right, boys. Now for the final topic of tonight's episode. State your case where one of us will give an absolute bold statement and will be forced to provide enough evidence for everyone else to be convinced. Jerome, are you ready to state your case? I feel like I'm ready. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. All right, Jerome, the floor is yours. Thank you very much, Mr. Keaton. So, gents, today I have a case that discusses the complexities that come with running a fantasy football league. I am the commissioner of the league of record, but I'm also the commissioner in two other leagues. During the year, there come issues that have to be ironed out. I was presented with a dilemma in week one. During the very first official game of the season. It was brought to my attention that a few players in the league, a few managers in the league were unhappy with the point structure. They wanted the points to be taken away, more points to be taken away from a QB upon an interception. Now, ultimately after some discussion, it was decided that it would be unfair to the rest of the league to change the rules since the season had started and it would be brought up for vote to be changed next season. It is of my opinion that everyone should read the league's rules for points and scoring and everything like that prior to the draft. And that way, if there is an issue, it can be brought up prior to the first game and changed if the league decides on it. What do you gents think? Boy, that sounds just like a devil of a specific situation there, buddy. Um, I'm 100% with you. 
I mean, if I lost to me week one, I'd probably be bitching and moaning about the rules too. But I mean, hey, it's it's neither here nor there. Uh, who who you're talking about? But um, who am I to speculate? But I'm not naming anyone in the league specifically. I'm saying it was just brought to my attention, and it was considered, and decisions were made. Eric, Eric, what do you think? What's your stance? Your unbiased stance, because we don't know who anyone's talking about at all. So I was one of the cheerleaders uh, against Jerome's ruling, and I stand one by the only one. I am. I was not the only one. I am um, thoroughly unconvinced. I believe if you see a problem, you fix it. <clears throat> we noticed a problem. The scoring is not a good system. Six points for a touchdown, mm-hmm. negative one point it. for interceptions. That's not how it is in almost any league you walk into. So okay. we noticed an issue. My general ruling on this is you see a problem, you fix it. You move on so, from there. You, you can stat correct after week one and then change the rule and move forward. You're right. You can. Another question, Eric, is where were you since the, since the league was started with this rule? Because it hasn't been changed. So, That's true. So my, my thing is, is that why is this a sudden a problem for you now when it wasn't before? I honestly because hadn't it's noticed not the like, Okay. Because I, I brought it to his attention. Yeah, and, and I honestly... And that's, and that's I, fine. I'm yeah. just saying, like, you're saying that there's there's an issue. There wasn't an issue. It's an issue now. You yes. think it's an issue now, but it wasn't... But you didn't feel that way before. It's always been an issue. It's, it's, an, it's an issue that hadn't been noticed. That's what I'm saying. I'm unconvinced. James? James, what's your point of view? So, as the person who brought this up, uh, <laughs> I think that it should exactly what Eric said. It should equally reflect. I think that the best way to go about that is, is just ask the entire league what they want to do. You can always correct it and move on. It's very simple. Everybody gets an input. I can't believe you use this pedestal. You use this pedestal to bring up the fucking league like that. Like did. If we're ha- listen, here's a, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing, guys. If we're having this issue, there are probably other leagues that are having this issue too. Isn't that oh, what we're here go. to talk about? We're here to talk about fantasy football. I think that's it. Wow, Karen, how butthurt is he right now? I'm not butthurt. Like I, don't, I think that's it. More or less than Aaron Jones. <laughs> oh. Nothing, nothing will hurt as much as the Aaron Jones Monday night football game. Oh, more. All right. Then more or less than Rams losing the Super Bowl. I wasn't even butthurt about that. Like not like, cause there was he never a watching. chance. There was never a chance. I was, I was far more oh, butthurt about Aaron Jones because that was like the, like damn near impossible. Like <laughs> it hadn't happened in 20 fucking years. Like, <laughs> all things are possible through God. Everybody knows that. Through All God right. and Senor Cheesehead, anything is possible. <laughs> Ooh, that's a really good point. That guy looked dope as fuck. Yeah, he did. He did. Senor Cabeza de Queso. <laughs> did you rehearse right. that? I think that's it. I think that's it. That might be it. It's not it going to be it. It's not going to be it. The league is one week it. longer. We're, this isn't it. This, isn't <laughs> this is not it. This I can promise it. you that this is not it. Well, that's it for tonight. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate you. If you like what you hear, 
Give us a subscribe. Watch our TikToks. Follow us on Instagram. We're very happy to have you. We're very happy to be doing this for you. James, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, James. Always a pleasure having you on. Everyone say goodbye. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Goodbye.